Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you missed any of our previous episodes or just want a little throwback, uh, you can listen to past interviews on Apple Podcasts and you can go there, click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the Capital Region. And while you're there, be generous and give us five stars. So here's the rundown of the many things happening at the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. The Baton Rouge Arts Market is this Saturday, August 7th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Main and 5th Streets. It's an open-air market held on the first Saturday of each month. For 20 years, the Baton Rouge Arts Market has hosted regional artists and craftsmen in an effort to bring original, quality, handmade goods to the public. So come on out and support local artists and craftspeople. Once again, this is Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon. This Sunday, University Lakes Project is hosting our Lakes Fest at the LSU Lakes. There will be local art, family-friendly activities, information about the lakes, and the chance for you to give your opinion on design ideas. The Our Lakes Fest is Sunday from noon to 6. Check universitylakesproject.org to register and see some event updates. The state-funded grant program has been revamped and the application period will open soon. The program, formerly known as DAF, which stands for Decentralized Arts Funding, is now called LPG, Louisiana Project Grants. These grants are available to nonprofit organizations within the Arts Council's 11 parish region. That includes Point Capie, Iberville, West Feliciana, East Feliciana, West Baton Rouge, East Baton Rouge, Ascension, Livingston, St. Helena, Tangipahoe, and Washington parishes. And if you don't live in one of those areas, you can still apply, but you have to do it through the Regional Arts Council representing your parish. Visit artsbr.org grants to get more information about the changes from DAF to LPG, including slides and a recorded grant workshop. Potential applicants can contact Leah Russell at 225-344-8558, extension 227. Her number one more time is 225-344-8558. It's extension 227, or you can email her at lrussell, that's L-R-U-S-S-E-L-L, at artsbr.org. The 2021 Louisiana Arts Summit is coming up September 20th and 21st at the brand new Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center. This two-day hybrid event offers artists, art organizations, educators, and community members opportunities for discussion, networking, and professional development. Some of the topics we will talk about include how to develop your personal artistic style and using it for career development, the ins and outs of trademarking, and artists as activists. Our keynote speaker is Dr. Amir Whitaker. He is an educator, author, civil rights lawyer, and musician. He is the founder and director of Project Knucklehead, which is a nonprofit organization empowering youth through music, art, and educational programs. It's been in effect since 2013. The full schedule is out now. Tickets are also on sale now. You can find those details by going to artsbr.org. Also remember, September 30th, that's a big date because Impact is back. Join us for an exciting evening filled with light bites, spirits, and arts entertainment. This is happening Thursday, September 30th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the brand new Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center. It's at 233 St. Ferdinand Street in downtown Baton Rouge. Tickets are on sale now. You can get those details on our website, artsbr.org. All right. So everyone says, it's the old adage, uh, music is the universal language. It can make you feel every emotion. And some people would say, um, 
R&B music was the genre of the 90s. It gives you all the feels. And now this genre is having a well-deserved resurgence. My next guest is helping to make that happen. You can call him a heartthrob. His music will have you asking, what's love without heartbreak? Or it will have you telling that special someone, meet me on the moon. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm joined now by (laughs) singer-songwriter Justin Garner. Justin, I have to say... I worked hard on that to try to include. Hey, some. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Love it. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. Um, so uh, right off the bat, uh, you have a new single titled Risky. Yes. Uh, we will get into that in a minute. OK. Uh, but first, it's been a very interesting year. It has. Uh, to say the least. It uh, has. How, how has it been? Oh, man. I feel like with the pandemic and everything that's going on with the COVID-19 situation, I felt like I had to start over from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So even though I've been doing music for quite a long time, I feel as though I'm a new artist again. I feel like I'm starting from the ground up, uh, crafting and delivering these experiences virtually, working on my music and just elevating my sound. So uh, it's it's been a journey, Mm -hmm. a new journey, definitely. I like like using the word journey. Yes. In in these times, because it's just like, you know, it's a continuous path. It's not something that's just quick. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, with with that and feeling like you're a new artist again, is that bringing like a new energy? It's definitely bringing a new energy. Uh, so some things have changed. You know, I want to say there is uh, pre-COVID Justin and then there's post-COVID Justin. Okay. Pre-COVID Justin, I did not have the beard. Uh, everybody was like, <laughs> oh, you know, you have a new look and everything. But it was definitely uh, the music was different. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic happened and we went into quarantine, I learned so much about myself and I learned uh, the true essence of who I was as an artist and my music and my sound. And then out of that, you know, quarantine came this brand new energy of just, you know, pursuing my dreams and pursuing my goals and just uh, elevating my sound. I, I, I say that over and over, but definitely since, you know, this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. I've grown so much as a person. And I think that has carried over into the music as well. Yeah, definitely. And you're not the only one who's grown a beard during the okay, pandemic. Okay, okay, okay. I, I have done all right, the same man, thing I see. too. So, yeah, I used to be I baby you, face all yes. the time, and then now I'm a little, little, little scruffy sometimes. So, yes, man. Um, with with you know, you mentioned you've been doing music for a while. Um, especially in the R&B genre, there are so many legends. Yes. And, uh, so many who have changed the game. Who would you say are your influences? Oh, man. Uh, so I have current influences would definitely be Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. I think he's at the top of his game. Uh, past influences, Lionel Richie is, oh, a, is yes. a huge, huge influence. Especially uh, as a songwriter. Definitely. I, I think that's what, you know, draw me to him as as a child was because he just had this really rich uh, sense of storytelling through mm-hmm. lyrics. Of course, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the king of pop. And then Earth, Wind & Fire. And I have my mom to thank for that because as a kid, she would put on Earth, Wind and Fire in Plaquemine, in Plaquemine, in a small town, and just play these these old songs. And then as a child, I was like, I don't want to hear this. I'm tired (laughs) of hearing this. And then like as I you know matured and got older, I was like, this was some really good Mm -hmm. music. Like these chords and this progression of the sound, and it was like, man, this is incredible. So. I do have her to thank for that. But uh, those are definitely some of my, you know, top musical mm-hmm. influences. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting you said that, like, when you were a kid and you heard this, you were like, oh, I'm tired of hearing exactly. this. Exactly. But you got older and you can appreciate it more. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I can relate to that because yeah. I remember Saturday mornings cleaning up 
exactly. and music blasting in the house. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, you have taken to uh, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, obviously, it's what everyone's doing for the most part because right. we do live in a social media world. Yes. Recently, you were able to explain those comparisons Yes. To Usher. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, how often do you hear that you sound like him? Oh, my God. Uh, so I hear that, you know, every day, mm-hmm. to be honest. It started when I was a child, and I, I don't know what it is, but I think it's honestly because my tone is very similar to his his tone, and my vocal register is very, uh, you know, similar to his vocal tone. Mm-hmm. And I think... The fact that both of us kind of grew up singing in a church. I think he has a church background. I yeah. have a church background. And those tones just kind of just align. So mm-hmm. I get that all the time. Uh, but I hear it every day, honestly. Yeah. Growing up, I used to be like, I don't sound like Usher. I sound like Justin. <laughs> and so I used to get offended by it because people would say, you sound just like Usher. And I'm uh-huh. like, dude, I'm recording and singing and making my own music. And somebody's easily comparing me to somebody else. Right. As I got older, it was like, hey, I think people are trying to compliment you and say, you sound like somebody good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take that as a compliment. So, right. like, honestly, now I feel like, you know, thank you, because I feel like at least you're not saying I sound like, you know, somebody who I don't want to sound like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the comparison now. All right. Would you say that uh, these are your confessions? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got our producer Jeremy <laughs> laughing on that one. You know what? You know what? I guess these are my confessions, definitely. Because okay. uh, you know, growing up, it you know, as 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 a new artist, you would have these record labels who would come in and say, "Oh, he's like a young Usher. Oh, he's like a like a like a like the kid Usher." And uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> I promise you, lyrically, we're not singing about the same thing. But you know, I can get the comparison, mm-hmm. and it used to be so frustrating. But now it's like, I get it. You know, I accept it. Right. You know, that's my truth. I love it. Uh, and here I am. And then that's kind of the the thing about the the music industry, the, the comparisons, especially yeah. when, you know, uh, new artists are coming up and they want the the next Usher or the next Chris Brown exactly. or the next Rihanna or the next Beyonce. You know, it's always, you know, that kind of thing. So Exactly. Um, exactly. You're in great company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I was trying to think of another Usher song <laughs> <laughs> to put to, it to, to throw, uh, yeah. to, you remind me. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, enough of that. Uh, so, like I mentioned, it's it's been an incredible year for you. Um, you were recently inducted into the Recording Academy Grammy 2021 member class. Yes. Um, how did you find out, and what was your reaction? So I kind of heard rumblings about it uh, the year previously, mm-hmm. and due to being an independent artist and uh, a lot of my songs just hit the charts and, you know, I kind of heard like from getting suggestions from the recording Academy, like, Hey, you know, you would be a good fit to join. And I would we, kind of watching what you're doing. I'm like, okay, I try not to always get too uh, overexcited about things because in the music industry, somebody tells you one thing and by the next right. day it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So, I think I was where was I? I was I think I was out to out to dinner and I got an email and it was this long email and then at the end was welcome to the recording academy class and I was like, Yo, I'm really in the recording academy, like the Grammys, I'm really in this. And then like I have this weird thing to where I process things very slowly. Mm-hmm. So like 
my excitement will come like days later. So a week later, I'm sitting like at home and I'm like, oh, oh crap, like I'm in the Grammys. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm like, I feel like so much pressure to like, you know, just continue to strive to do better. But I'm like, did this really happen? And mm-hmm. I honestly had God to thank for that. Like, honestly, it was something that just doesn't happen, you know, ordinarily for and, and any musician's dream is to is to win a Grammy at the end right. of the day. So to have that was truly, the highest honor in the industry. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. And it's completely unbelievable uh, to say that I'm completely independent, uh, work with a small team of producers. But I think that my work ethic and the fact that I've devoted my life to music for so long uh, had a lot to do with it. And it means so much to be acknowledged on that level. Mm-hmm. So uh, very, very humbling experience, definitely. Yeah, you got it bad. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Uh, so so for those who, who don't know um, what this means you, for you to be inducted into this class, yes. what, does, what does that truly mean? So basically it means that uh, it's only open to individuals with uh, very significant musical success uh, in the industry. It also allows you to be basically nominated for a Grammy, mm-hmm. Grammy, which is like the the top honor. And then it also plugs you into like all of the different things that the Recording Academy has going on, from uh, performances to advocacy to uh, just basically doing what's right for the musician community. Mm-hmm. And you essentially represent like your your peers right. in this process. So uh it's it's truly an honor. Yeah, that's incredible. Um all right, so the the new single is called Risky. It's called Risky. Um and I know um well by the time this airs, uh it will be out. Yes. Um I tried to look around for a sneak peek or yeah. listen to it, couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> um but what can what can you tell us? Uh, I, about the song. I can definitely say risky. Uh, it has a twofold meaning. Risky is me finally being able to have that mature sound that I want uh, with it still being who I am as an artist and taking new chances. I think uh, in the past I've definitely stayed along the lines of uh, what was suggested to me definitely by different managers and uh, situations. But this is the first time where I'm truly going forward as that new artist like I explained like I feel like I'm starting over as a new artist Mm -hmm. and so I'm being risky with this single and it's definitely an R&B vibe uh definitely gonna I think the ladies will love it people will enjoy it and I cannot wait to share it and it comes out tomorrow which is the sixth yes (laughs) so uh yeah I'm really excited about it okay uh take us into the mind of Justin Garner how how does your process work? You know, yeah. everybody has uh, a different process of, exactly. you know, songwriting um, or in, you know, coming up with ideas and, you know, just uh, different topics. How does how do you work? Exactly. So I see it visually in my, in my mind first, mm-hmm. which is crazy because usually people would think you would start from the music. But uh, visually, I see exactly what I want to look like, what I want the song to look like. If there's a visual attached to it, what the visual will look like. And then it would trickle down into, now, how does this need to sound? Uh, that, uh, especially with Risky, I wanted to do something bold, something definitely daring, uh, but at the same time, soulful mm-hmm. and sensual at the same time. So Risky definitely, to me, always had this really, you know, dark vibe with like pops of energy, which would explain the artwork. The artwork is, I have shades on, uh, the mood is really mellow, 
but the red uh, title is is like hot red. And basically I'm explaining like during that process, like in the midst of this, like this darkness, this very intimate setting, there's going to be a pop of like sensuality, a pop Mm -hmm. of like fierceness in there. So uh, that's like pretty much my process. And then I'm a twofold artist. So I'm R&B and then also have a very, very pop side. Mm -hmm. And uh, my pop sound definitely is influenced by music heard from around the world. And uh, I hate to, you know, I feel like as an artist of or a person of color, traditionally we're boxed into certain genres of music. Right. And I want to break those genres. Like mm-hmm. I want to show that, hey, we can do R&B music. I can also do pop music. Mm-hmm. I worked on a country song the other day. Oh, and that's I, great. And I want people to kind of just see like as an artist, as a songwriter, like, I'm not limited limited to just one thing. Like mm-hmm. I want to expand and I want to let people see, you know, who I really am as an artist. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to, you know, when I asked you who your influence is. Michael yes. Jackson is a perfect example of someone who exactly. at one time was boxed. Exactly. But, you know, all the walls that he broke down, you know, in his career and he was able to do some rock and exactly. you know, just different genres and things like that. He even worked with um um the uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. You know, yes, you know, yes. who was someone that he looked up to, and so that was a different genre for exactly. at the time for an artist of color. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's exciting. And then you know, going back to the the art for uh, your new single. Yes. You know, the sunglasses and everything. You you look cool. You gotta yes. look cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what else? do you want people to know about you as far as it comes to your, your sound? You know, I know you mentioned, you know, you wanting to, you know, show people that you can do other genres, but what, what, what would you say is your sound? If, if there is a way to explain it, because, you know, you may have so many different sounds. Right, right, right. Even with the, uh, the sense of the different styles of music, I want people to know that once they hear a song and they hear the lyrics and they hear the the message, you're instantly going to know exactly what my narrative is. Mm-hmm. Like I speak a lot on love, relationships, life, and, you know, I meticulously go through each song and make sure that it's completely representative of who I am as a, as a person. One thing, too, like people don't really notice, I don't really use like any explicit lyrics uh, just because like I want – people to be able to from any country from any nation from any background to understand and and draw themselves into the music Mm -hmm. and not put restrictions on exactly what the music should be with explicit language uh and that can you know i don't want to be pigeonholed into that either Mm -hmm. so uh but the sound of justin garner definitely is of love life and uh just really rich vocals uh i really work hard to make sure that the music and the vocal sound uh, the way they do mm-hmm. is it is that kind of along the lines of a perfectionist or it's just but but you're you're just passionate about what you do it's it's uh perfectionism uh passion and narcissism okay so like like i feel like <laughs> i'm my worst critic so i think you know when i first started out especially like here in in baton rouge i remember southern university we had this one show and it was like my very first homecoming show ever in life. And it just did not go good. It was like 
I got up there and like before I can even sing anything, people are like, who is this? Like, why is he here? <laughs> and so like that night really like kicked me in the butt. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to work, you know, extremely hard to make sure that people can understand before I get on stage, but right when I get on stage, like who I am and what I'm about. Mm-hmm. So the next year they actually booked me again. And I came for blood that time. I was like, came with a live band. I knew exactly what song I wanted to open with. I opened acapella with college crowds. They want to know, like, who is this dude? Can he sing? If you can hit the crowd instantly and just sing, you know, they pretty much understand, like, okay, he can really sing. So uh, I think, you know, definitely with music, it's a journey. So um, we're also caught into accomplishments and accolades and trying to reach a certain point. But the the journey to that point is really like what this whole thing is about and seeing like where you started and where you're at and where you're going is really, really exciting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that growth and enjoying the ride. Yeah, de- definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So let's, we were talking about enjoying the ride and everything. So got the new single. Yes. Um, What's next? So what's next? Uh, The new single comes out tomorrow. On September 18th, I am the supporting act for the Chrisette Michelle tour at House of Blues, New Orleans. Saw that. That's incredible. So I'm really, really excited about that. There's also another tour that we're getting ready to announce that I just can't speak on just quite yet. Okay. But that's coming this fall. Uh, really excited about that. New music, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a constant stream of new music to show people who I am as an artist and, and the different genres that I want to tackle. And more concerts, more live dates, and another super virtual concert to where we're going to up the ante and just just do some really cre- creative things virtually with Amazon Music. So really, really excited about what's to come, definitely. Yeah. it's It sounds like a, 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 a lot. You're going to be very busy. Yes. But, you know, it's not work exactly. when you love what you do. A- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I've been, you know, performing and pursuing music since I was 10 so it's strictly because I love to do it. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people look at everything that's going on and say, oh, okay, you know, he's he's made it or, you know, I thought he was signed or uh, just all these different things. And it's like I honestly do this because I really enjoy creating music. Yeah. And I'm thankful to the Arts Council, you know, for, for definitely providing opportunities to musicians and to young artists for uh, letting them have the, this platform in the Baton Rouge area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up here in the Arts Council. I felt like completely opened their arms to me. And uh, because of them and because of, you know, entities like them, musicians get to, you know, live their best life, definitely. Yeah. And that's why we're here. All definitely. Right. <laughs> Justin, definitely. Justin Garner, new single out, Risky. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, anytime, anytime. All right. Thank you for listening to AC23. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time.